Welcome to this super scuffed episode of the Undrafted Experts. Uh, we have not recorded mm. in what? Three weeks? Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks, three weeks. Two, two or three weeks, something like that. And it's all, um, been, it's all been um Zach's fault. Okay. <laughs> it no. has not been. I had COVID. We've been busy. But we're back, baby. I'm back. And I'm as back. you can hear, through the very with a very scuffed mic right now. This is Tyler that we were talking about. Um, reporting live from a military base somewhere in the state of Florida. Are we mm-hmm. sure it's Florida? Wait, can, can, can we say that, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, can, I, I mean, we're, we're not even we're not even sure if it's in Florida. To be fair, that's just okay. what we're uh, that's just no, that's no, just what we we're rumored to know. Now you can't backtrack it now. <sighs> you motherfuckers! No, I was no, trying no. to trying to help us here, but all right, we'll just get bombed by a military base next week. You're anyway, not gonna get bombed, <laughs> So anyway, no friendly fires tolerated. <sighs> Jesus. So anyway, th- this is also a, a bit of a um, bit of an interesting podcast because we're also recording this at uh one sixteen in the morning for Tim and I, and uh, we both have <laughs> we both have stuff to do early in the morning. So we've been trying to get this going for about two hours now. And we're just now starting it, so expect a bit of a rushed episode in a way, but we'll see how this disaster goes. Um, Let's go ahead and just start with uh, the conference championship games since we've, you know, completely missed two, three weeks of football. Um, Bengals Chiefs, it was as good as we expected it to be. I mean, it was better. I the second half was awesome, but as one who watched the first half, it was just, boring half of football. No, yeah, I mean, no, no, no. Think about it like this: this is the way I saw it. It's like, it's like when you're playing Madden against your little brother, and you let er, and you let him dominate in the first half. And then you decide to you push the gas, push the gas down, and. You just kicks ass. That's what it was like. Oh shit! Get hit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I mean, we've seen the emergence of uh, Joe Burrow. You know, even with an O line that we, we we all expected to be very questionable. And I mean, it's still not. Almost it's not him. like it's good, but they've done their it's job it's for the most part, other than well, Titans. And I mean, okay, t- I have a question for Tyler. Tyler, after a year, after a year, this season has gone by. Do you still officially consider Cincinnati as the Cincinnati Bungles, or have they really exceeded your expectations enough to the point where you're impressed? Um, to me, until they win a Super Bowl, they will forever be the Bungles. But <laughs> after after they win the Super Bowl. Uh, they will be the Bengals again. Okay, fair enough. Will, that, is, that is fair. They will, uh, they will especially be the Bengals if they can keep this performance up for multiple years. Solid fair point. 
Um, and of course, the Chiefs, you know, Jackson Mahomes and B- Brittany Matthews are no. gone. I, I like how that's the first thing you touch on <laughs> when you talk about the Chiefs. We're going to talk was, about the Chiefs. Hold on, hold on. And, and, and hold on. here are two people that are related to the Chiefs, but not the Chiefs. <laughs> Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have to bring them up first. They're the most annoying of the bunch. Hold on, hold on. Can we just talk about the fact that fucking Patty Mahomes progressed in that second half? Bad. He he started. He, started, he, he got uh, engulfed in the Falcons' way of choking. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, not even just that. He started getting cute again. And try to hold on to the ball to make something out of nothing for way too long. That's what cost him the game right there. I mean, it, it's if something he, he's done he, a he, lot. Yeah, he's done it a lot, but at some point, he got to throw the ball away. Yeah. I mean, that's what really killed him early in the season was he tried to make make a ton of plays out of nothing instead of just giving up on the play and well, saving it for another chance, you know. This doesn't just lead back to this season, right? We saw it last season in the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, I guess you could say, oh, he had to run for his life because of his offensive line. But Not I don't think that was the case, you know. When you think of the Chiefs, you think of flashy, big plays, you know. I'm talking about deep, deep down the field, in the middle of the field. And that's just something that they've been prone, like, prone to doing. So they they get used to it, and when they want to make it a regular thing, it just backfires on them. And um, that and shows that there's no discipline on that team, and it's cost them a Super Bowl and a, a, a Super Bowl appearance in back-to-back years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's becoming more and more clear that their play style is not consistent with. I wouldn't call it well, not winning football because clearly they've had winning records, you know, every year since Mahomes uh, became the starter. But it's not particularly consistent with Super Bowl winning football. Like you'll, you'll make the playoffs most of the time, you know, you'll do well for most of the playoffs. But the moment a team decides to shut down or, or put a, a double team on Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And try to slow them down. What else do the Chiefs have? That's been the, the the major flaw with them all season. Is they don't have anyone other than Kelsey and Tyreek, who, to be fair, are top of their class at their position. But you need more than just two. Like you need more than two guys in my opinion especially when you don't really have much of a run game going most of the time that's what they, that's what they need i don't think that the chiefs team needs i don't think that the chiefs need another weapon they have the two best weapons that and then solid and then solid players behind them they need a better run game i don't it doesn't appear that the beast it appears to be at partially schemed i don't see them in a lot of looks where they're trying to impose their will on the other team when they have a lead and while Jarek McKinnon looked really looked really well really good in that game I don't think that he's the long-term answer for this I think the Chiefs need a bigger back who can kind of impose their will and run the clock out when they need to 
And I mean, one player that I'd like to bring up that has been, I'd say, pretty disappointing considering he was a first-round pick. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has really not done much in the NFL. I agree. They, they brought him in with high expectations, you know. He showed some flashes here and there. But ultimately, it just hasn't been what they wanted to. So I think that if I'm the Chiefs, when I'm in free agency, with a slight bit of cap that I have, whether it's a Which few million be or much. I would look into running backs just like like Mike Davis, powerful uphill runners that can definitely get you first down. Okay, um, I would I wouldn't want Mike Davis. I would go, I would personally choose Leonard Fournette over Mike Davis. But you're not going to oh, be yeah. able to afford playoff Lenny. Yeah, you're not going to afford Lenny. At least I don't, I don't think, think so. that he's going to go sign a major contract, but that's not. No. Hold on, hold on. Here are the running backs that are going to be free agents this year. The uh, ones that are never at least. Melvin Gordon, Mike Fournette, Philip Lindsay, Cordell Patterson, Raheem Mostert, Rashad Penny, James White, Stan Michelle, Marlon Mack, Ronald Jones, James Conner. Completely forgot about Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is who. No, Marlon Mack is criminally underrated behind Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Before that, he was the better option. I do have to ask this question, Tyler, while you have the page up. Is Dearness Johnson from the Browns supposed to be a free agent? I can't remember if he is or not. You said Dearness Johnson? Yes. Looking, looking. J.D. McKissick's going to be a free agent. Yeah, I know McKissick is. I remember hearing about that. Uh, no. He's Wait, yes, not. he is. Oh, he is? He is. Yes. I, would, I think a team definitely needs to sign Dearness Johnson. I want you I'm, to notice something, too. Um, both of, other than Clyde, both the Kansas City's running backs are going to be free agents this year. Jared McKinnon? Jared McKinnon and Daryl Williams said there's in both of them to free agency. Oh, wow. Uh, they're fourth, I guess technically their fourth string running back I watched him. Uh, I didn't think that he was fantastic, but I think that there was something there that could... I think he's a solid bat. He's a solid. I think that they should have honestly kind of leaned. It sounds weird, but they should have leaned on their fourth string running back a little bit more. And that he probably would have been the best guy on that roster to impose his will on the other team. Uh, yeah, I would say his name is Derek Gore. I think it's something Gore. I think Derek Gore. Yeah, too, it's Derek Gore, yeah. Or Dell's losing him. They are losing him too. Yes. So I mean, they, they, they're pretty much they pretty much only have Clyde Edwards-Alaire at that point. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they still have time to re-sign them. They do. Yeah, I mean, it ain't over, but it's just like the cap space. You know, you got to pay attention to the cap numbers. Patrick Mahomes' contract is going from his rookie contract. To thirty-seven million dollars a year, I think next starting next yes, year. Yes, it goes from seven so, million to thirty-seven million, and it so only goes up million. from there. That's only that's thirty million dollars that you're not gonna have t- towards other players. Uh, so the Jared McKinnon and 
Daryl Williams are both unrestricted free agents, but Derek Gore is an exclusive restricted free agent. I wouldn't let Derek Gore walk out of the building. If I'm them. I, I liked what I saw out of Derek Gore this year. I, th- I think that Derek Gore makes runs that Clyde edwards Hiller just doesn't. He breaks tackles that he that Edward Zellner just doesn't. Well, they're two different styles of running back. No, I, I'm not saying that. Even in those same situations, you would watch Derek Gore and you'd be like, "Oh, Clyde Edward Zellner is not going to find that hole." I said that multiple times watching Gore do the exact same type of runs that Clyde Edward Zellner would make. Arizona's losing Chase Edmonds. I mean, so oh, they're losing Chase Edmonds. That means they're losing both their running backs in Arizona because Chase Edmonds and James Conner are there too right now. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting to watch. They might, they might be a team. They might be a team that looks into drafting a running back like second or third or fourth round somewhere down there and just uh, let them go at it. We'll Any see. Competition is always nice to have. In in anyways, can I uh, can I get him can, can I do my victory lap and gloat now? Yes, oh, Tim, go. Yeah. Okay. So in what I what I'm only gonna refer to as lost episodes. We we did a, we had a couple episodes before. However, they're yeah, not back, on Spotify. The, back in. At the end of weeks one, three, and some, and I think we did a draft one as well. Um, what he is, what he is referring okay. to, for anyone who doesn't know, um, this is coming from after week one. We did a tier list, and uh, well, Tim, you can you can lead it from here. Yeah. I just wanted to give some context. That it was a tier list, but I did. You can say whatever you want. We were ranking teams. We were making Super Bowl picks, and I said Matthew Stafford's going to lead the Rams to the Super Bowl. And lo and behold, he's there. I don't care. He may have accident. He may have thrown a bad ball at one point, but that doesn't matter. They won the game. You can completely forget about the the one bad ball that he threw because they won the game, and that's what matters. And Matthew Stafford's going to win a Super Bowl. Go Rams. Sorry. Uh, I like the Bengals. Don't get me wrong. But I want to see Stafford win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm re- I remember back when we did that, that I was on the fence playoff or Super Bowl contender. I remember not being set in stone on him. So, Tim, you've earned that one. You were You were right about the Matthew Stafford redemption tour. We'll see if he can complete it in two weeks. Um, but other than that, I mean, let's uh, we, we can go ahead and talk about the Rams-Niners game. I mean, it was a uh, it, it was a weird game in my opinion. The 49ers win this game with a more competent quarterback. Yeah. I will say they won the game with anyone other than Jimmy G. That's not true. If I give them Mac Jones, I don't think that they win this oh, game. Oh, they'll, they'll fucking destroy the Rams. I I don't think that they win this game with Mac Jones. I, I think 
Jimmy, what about this? Big lock Big cock lock. There are a lot of quarterbacks that would win this game. Jimmy G is not one of them. Nope. Potato, potato. Can I end up real quick? Yes, sir. Robbie Gold's my fucking hero. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a bit surprised when I saw Robbie Gold <laughs> talking it up against Jalen Ramsey. Didn't make any sense until you saw the clip of him uh, kicking through the Rams players to get warm-up kicks. Just it's completely right. ignoring it's, that. It's a good, it's a good thing. I... I... I don't know if anybody else thinks this. I said this the other day. But I think that Robbie Gold does that to mimic to mimic on the field traffic so he can focus on kicking the ball rather than the distractions around him. Oh yeah. Or at least that's what I would think that he does because well I'm not an expert I'm not an expert kicker. That's just what it what what it seems like to me. I think it's basically like an intimidation tactic. In a way, it could be. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, you know how like in movies, and I know this is just movies, how when like there's like an overtime scene, they send the entire, the entire football team out onto the field to flip for the coin flip. It just comes down to that. Like if you have the ball to show them what you're made of, nobody's going to be, you won't be scared once you're out there. That's just the way I see it. Yeah. And I mean, overall, I mean, Jimmy G definitely sold that game. I mean, I didn't know how the 49ers made it that far to begin with. But, I mean, it it was clear to me all along. I mean, yes, the defense and Debo. But I made it clear from the start of this game if Jimmy G had a good game, the Niners could win this. If Jimmy G had a decent to below average game on his standards, it was going to be Rams all the way. Not just that. You got to remember, Tukwaski Tart fumbled the bag and did not make that potentially, you know, there was still nine minutes left. They could have made that interception that really would have changed the game. Momentum would have been on their side. You know, they would have probably added the field goal necessary that they lost by. You know, that's this the difference in the game. Uh, the Niners just overall as a team really came up short. I mean, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. I mean, the opportunities were there. You know, you had the lead for most of the game. And you still couldn't come up with a win at the end of the game. The game was theirs. Mm-hmm. They just didn't. They just didn't capitalize. They let it slip through their fingers. Mm-hmm. Literally, it, it is what it is. Though I mean, they're gonna definitely learn from that. Um, they're definitely gonna move on from Jimmy G. Um, now it's just a matter of time to see how. Well, what's what's the future? What we're like? What what their situation will look like? Maybe Trey Lance um, has a breakout year next year. Who knows? But uh, the future is definitely bright. And I mean, they have to trade him. Yeah, we're. I, I've heard 
um, what was it? He gave, there was a list that was made the other day of Jimmy G potential, um, trade targets. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, oh, yeah, I saw see. one of the teams on there was, uh, um, was Houston. Another one, another one was Indianapolis. Here it is. Here it is. Um, according to the Pro Football Magazine, some top destinations for Jimmy Garoppolo would be Washington, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Indianapolis, and Houston. Those, I mean, fucking contract. I mean, it comes down to what team can afford it. The Packers, we know for a fact, can't. Um, the Texans, they could, but do they do it? Fuck it, send them to Pittsburgh. That's honestly probably his best shot, if we're being honest. Colts wouldn't be bad, but I I don't know if they make the move from Carson Wentz after, you know, just making the big deal about getting him in to Indianapolis. Not saying that he, that, you know... It's not a major upgrade. It's an upgrade, but it's not a big enough upgrade for the no, Colts. It's you not. Justify giving up any more assets. No. Facts. Oh, good Zach. Hmm. His cash rate is twenty seven mil. And his dead cash is one point four. Well, I mean I have a feeling no matter what team he gets traded to. Um, the Niners are going to be forced to pay some of it. I think that's almost inevitable. I'm um, not going to lie to you. I don't think he will go anywhere because he is a free agent next year. That's the other thing. You, you don't want to give up a ton of assets for someone who's going to be pretty much a one-year stopgap. Which, I mean, what I will say, and, and I mentioned this before the podcast since you guys brought up, you know, send him to the Steelers. That would be the one scenario where if we were to draft a quarterback at 20 or or move up and draft a quarterback in the first round, that would be the most reasonable way to do it because Jimmy you know, G's a veteran, you know, he could sit behind him and learn the ways of the NFL even if Jimmy G's not, you know, an elite quarterback. It's better than nothing. And it seems like, yes, and it seems like most of these quarterbacks in this upcoming class are going to need a year to sit to turn into much of anything. I don't see any of them as day one starters, in my opinion. Go ahead. Like Zach said, um, although Jimmy G may not be valuable in, in terms of like what he can provide on the field, like in terms of results, like winning games, you know, winning a Super Bowl. But he can definitely uh, help mentor a quarterback, especially like a young one or uh, somebody coming out of the draft. Because you got to remember, he did sit down behind the greatest of all time in Tom Brady. He did sit behind Stafford. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can go, 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 go to California. Go, go, go suck him off, why don't you? Go. Go watch the Super Bowl in the in the top seats. Why don't you? Super Bowl ticket. <laughs> I hate Matthew Stafford. 
<laughs> like I'm saying, he he is valuable in more ways than one. And teams are definitely going to look at that. Yes, the cap hit. You may like, oh, do we really want to pay? Like, how much was it? Twenty-two and a half million or twenty-seven? Twenty-seven. Yeah, do I really want to pay twenty-seven and a half million for a for a teacher, or do I really want to just invest that into something like O line? You know, where where it matters. You know, in the secondary. But who knows? Maybe he restructures his contract, maybe it turns it into bonuses and spreads it out over the course of a few years. And we can definitely I'm, see what happens. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I, I think any team that trades for him either has to be prepared to restructure his deal or force the 49ers to pay at least some of it. Not all of it, but at least, like, I'd say at least 15%. Like, not a ton, but enough to where it, the contract makes more sense to whatever team brings him in. Who knows? It's a question for the future, but we'll see. Yeah, we've got a whole off season upcoming. We'll see what all is done. I mean, hell, senior bowls in a few days. That should be interesting for anyone interested in the draft. Um... And I mean, hmm. I think Kansas City may be fucked. Oh, you're looking at their cap space. <laughs> no, I'm looking at the free agents that they're losing. Oh yeah, he's not yeah. looking at the right Frank team. Frank Clark is a free agent. He's not that. looking at the right team to be if he wants to look at teams that are. Absolutely screwed. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, look at Green Bay. Go, go look, look at Green, Green Bay. Bay. New Orleans. And when and you're look done with New that, Orleans. look at New Orleans. <laughs> Those are the two teams that are yeah. really fucked right now. Green Bay's losing less players than the Kansas City is. Yeah, they're but they're also losing their they're most. Losing a lot it, more value. Yeah. You're losing yeah, possibly the best receiver in the NFL. And arguably the best corner in the NFL. Yeah. And a top 10 pass rusher. And Which I mean, is Darius Smith. He's not a free agent. He's still under contract. Yes, he is. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. No, I'm he, has a, he, has a, he has a big cap hit. They might just release him for the cap space, but he's not a free agent yet. Way to, way to correct me. Good job. Had yeah. to make sure, you know, don't want to get, you don't want to tell people the wrong thing. Oh, well, we do it all the time around here. We're the undrafted experts for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trusting us as a news source, you better back it. You might want to go and look something up later and uh, make sure we yeah, want Yeah, obviously. Because, I mean, I trust Schefter. Unlike other people, I, I believed in Schefter the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> What? Kansas City is losing 28 players. Well, my question is, how, how many of those 28 players are impact players? I would just go through the ones that I recognize. Tyron Matthew, Melvin Ingram, uh, Charvarius Ward, Daniel uh, Sorensen, Byron Pringle, ah, Daryl Willis, Demarcus Robinson, uh... Derek McKinnon, Orlando Brown. Oh, they're losing Brown. Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks. Mitchell Schwartz. 
Mitchell Schwartz has been a free agent. Yeah, he's been a free agent. That he might be his contract leaving, expiring. Oh, yeah. It might be that. Or his cap hit or whatever. I didn't realize they were losing Orlando Brown. So here, they're losing one, two, three, four. Five. They're losing five secondary players. Jesus. Six, rather. They're losing six secondary players. They're losing, okay. Um, I, I don't want to undervalue losing six players because that's kind of a big deal. But they have Tyron Matthew, and they want to bring back Tyron Matthew if possible because Tyron Matthew is good. Great but, locker room presence regardless. Uh, uh, they're, they're also losing Daniel Sorensen. You could mm-hmm. grab a rookie who will be just as good, if not better, than Sorensen. Sorensen is just hot garbage, man. <laughs> I'd be. I, he's, he's gotten better. He's gotten a little bit better over the se- over the course of the season. But it was fun for that for a good five week stretch to watch to watch Tyron Matthew throw his arms up in the air as Sorensen completely blew the coverage. <laughs> <laughs> They're also losing three tackles. And one of them what? is notably Orlando Brown Jr., who they just made a big deal about trading for. That was the point of trading for him. I, I, also, they wouldn't have gotten rid of him if they weren't, if he wasn't on it, as if this deal wasn't. They're also losing Andrew Wiley and Mike Rimmers. How you say his name? Yeah, it's Mike. Yeah, those are those are right. Yeah, there, there's a there's a bunch the of teams. Chiefs, the, the Chiefs window is on a ticking clock, but it's nowhere near. It's not over yet. It's they not over. They always have a chance with Mahomes, but as long as they have Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill, I, I'm never gonna count them out because they're that's just way too explosive. Tyreek Hill, the highs of Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in the NFL by far. Wrong. <laughs> They're also losing Austin Blight, Kyle Long. Both guards. Yeah, How long? They're going to be How in long? a... Uh, They're going to be in a very interesting spot. I mean, there's, there's a lot of teams this year. I mean... Particularly, as we pointed out, the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Saints, who really need to hit on draft picks over this year, and next year, and a few years from now. Because that's probably going to be the only way they're going to build their team <laughs> for a couple years. Because they're not going to have the money to re-sign really anyone. We're going to see how good these front offices really are. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, people like to argue that. You'd have the best front office, right? But, I mean, it's just, this is, it's do or die. It's do or die. It really is do or die. You pay $500 million to a quarterback, you're really going to see the results of it. If you can make it work, but then you're one of the elite front offices. If you can't, man, then you may, I fuck You may have made a major mistake. You got to hope and pray that Patrick Mahomes can play 22 positions. Or, yeah. (laughs) That's not true. You need him to play. You don't need him to play 22 positions. You need him to play 20. Oh, if you have Travis Kelsey. 
see a tight end and Tyreek Hill playing out wide. Patrick True. Mahomes can figure out the rest. Like Lamar playing running contract. back. Ow. Jesus. Alright, well speaking of speaking of um teams that need to hit draft picks, uh just want to give a quick shout out to the mock draft that I did. Um I guess technically yesterday, considering this won't be up until the day after, um, on the Undrafted Experts YouTube channel. Um, any of you guys got some um, questionable picks that I made that you want to know kind of a further explanation about why uh, I did them? Oh, wait, 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 uh, before we do that, I would love to give... A shout out to two people. Okay. I would love to give a shout out to Ben Roethlisberger and Tom mm. Brady, two of the greatest to ever do it, two of the be- the best competitors to ever play in this league. And I would like to like send them a farewell for everything that they have done for our, chi- our like in our childhood, and well, for sim- for simply for simply being two of the best of all time and. I'm thankful that I had the privilege to see them play, and it's so sad to see them go. But I would like to thank them if they ever get to see this somehow. I would like to thank them for bringing so much joy and pain at the same time. <laughs> Couldn't say about it myself. Hey, neither of them brought any pain to me. We'd have to win. We'd have to win a playoff game to, for them to cause me pain. <laughs> oh no, they've, they, well, they've caused the rest of us in here some pain. <laughs> yeah, they they each had a had a, a butt fucking of my Seahawks. <laughs> hey, so hold on. can we talk about his mustache real quick? Yes. I mean, you, you can. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I just kind of glanced it over. I, I I didn't have a bunch of time to look That's at fair. it. That's fair. Um, my only, my first one is why would the Jets take two secondary players in the top ten? Because that's one of their major positions of need. That secondary has been really bad. And the main reason for me taking a safety, um, particularly a free safety, is... Um, he's that guy. I, 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 he's that guy. He is. He is that guy. Plus, there's been clear discussion that Marcus May wants out. Of New York, Marcus May has wanted out since that. That's been known. Everyone wants New York. Send them, send them to Dallas, man. Send them to Dallas. I agree. And I mean, my my big thing is you can go ahead and draft potentially a generational safety, and make it easier to part ways with Marcus May and get him what he wants, while also acquiring a player who can do the same job that he did and do it potentially better than he did. And then, of course, at with me taking a cornerback as well, I mean, let's be real. What cornerbacks of note do the Jets have? Mm, uh, Bryce Hall. Um, Bryce the, Hall and Bryce the Hall. Ghost, the ghost of Darrell Revis. That's that's practically Antonio. <laughs> Antonio, I have twenty kids, Cromarty. So I mean, 
I understand the reason for not wanting to double down on secondary in the top 10, but I'd argue that that is probably their most important need by far. And you have a chance to take um, two of the top players in this draft for the secondary. I don't see how they pass it up. But then again, it is the Jets. So we never know with them. No, and then they'll draft, they'll draft a fucking D-tackle number or whatever the fuck pick they have. They have 4 and 10. Yeah. And they also have my Seahawks pick, so. Yeah, that's number 10. I forgot about that, motherfucker. Oh, I thought you meant that was their record, 4 and 10. No, no those are their picks. Pick oh. and 10. Damn, bro, my Seahawks saw it. <laughs> He's doing it. He's realizing it. He's realizing we lost our quarterback. Um, all right, moving on. Well, hold on, hold um, on. Tyler, do you yeah. have more? Oh, uh, I got a couple more. Oh, can um, we? Okay, after after you. I was just some of the next ones. The Chargers getting that D lineman. The main reason. Okay, now I'm gonna step in and answer this one because their run defense is the wor- is one of the worst you'll ever watch. Their secondary is also horrifying. No, it can be Derwin James is in the secondary. Their run defense is just awful. Derwin James, is that all? Like, literally, that's all. Him and Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel got hurt. Don't diss, don't diss my man, um, Nasir Adderley. Bro, Nasir Adderley is no Richard Sherman. He is no... I didn't say that. I, huh? I feel like that pick would have been better for, say, an interior linebacker so you can get close to that wind stopping in that coverage. Well, that's what they drafted Kenneth Murray to Kenneth do a Murray few sure. years ago. Then has he shown up? No. Exactly. Not in the way they wanted to. No, but he's still, I think, only, what, in year three? After, or no, he's, he's in year two right now. I think he's going into year three next year. He still has time to develop. I don't see a reason to give up on him just yet. I I think it's worthy to get a guy who is being deemed the next Vince Wilfork on a team that needs help at interior run stopping. Um, Next one is a Saint. Getting trail on Burke. Well, see, here's my reasoning for this one. Do we ever think Michael Thomas is going to play another down of football at this rate? No. He's found basically every reason not to play. I'm not saying that it's, you know, he's intentionally doing it or anything. Because there's no way to tell if he's intentionally doing anything. We don't know his personal life or anything. We don't know anything about him other than what we've seen on the field, basically. But Traylon Burks is, in my opinion, wide receiver one no matter what people think. So, why wouldn't you as the Saints go out and get a wide receiver that you... The position you've desperately needed in that offense, you can kind of get away with quarterback. I mean, if they can find a way to bring back... hmm? I would say tackle because they're losing Armstead. 
Well, that's the thing. At 18, where they're at right now, most of the, the good tackles, in my opinion, are, are far gone at this point. I mean, the only one that I really can consider being up there, there's two of them for me. Or actually, I guess three, but they're more of a late first, early second type deal. It'd be Trevor Penning, Darian Kennard, and Bernard Raymond. I don't think any of them are really a pick number 18 spot. Now, if there were trades involved, I could see the Saints moving back and acquiring more picks to drop to a 25, a 26, somewhere in that range with like the Bills, Titans, possibly the Bucks, you know, somewhere in that range. Not saying those teams in particular want to trade up, but just saying that range. And then they'd go out and pick up Penning, Kennard, or Raymond at a more reasonable spot in terms of value. I just don't think there's a tackle, in my opinion, at 18 that would be available unless, you know, Ikemikwanu falls, Charles Cross falls, or even you could consider if Linderbaum fell, even though you have Eric McCoy. That that'd right. be like my main ones. I don't think any of that Saints uh, offensive line course stays. No, probably not. not. You know, if I'm, um, if I'm the Bengals next season, I'm definitely trading for Andreas Pete. Um, if I see a team that's struggling with cap, I'm gonna dissect their team as much as I can. And uh, isn't Teron Armstead the free agent? Yes, yes someone I want the Steelers to get badly. If yeah, we can I it. would. I know. Yeah, I know you want Toronto Armstead. I want Orlando Brown. But if I'm telling you teams that have cap issues, if I'm any other of the teams that that has money, I'm dissecting as much, hurting the other teams to make myself better. Um, mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that I, I hope that some teams can capitalize on. Yeah. And. Uh, I don't think any of that Saints core stays together. I think it's too far gone. And no, you can fix it, right? Um, but I do think that now that Sean Payton is gone, uh, they're definitely going into a rebuild. I say that Michael Thomas gets out of there. I say that Kamara leaves. I do think that the entire O-line, and I just say that take the picks. Don't be stupid. Don't try to get yourself into something that team is past its Super Bowl window has closed. You've lost your starting quarterback. You have no head coach. Worthy. I mean, Dennis Allen is good. Don't get me wrong. But he's no Sean Payton. And that that team is just in a in a, in a shithole. I'm trying to get it out of there if I'm any player. A superstar player. That's fair. So that's my take on it. I mean, I'm not saying not to discredit the Saints organization. Who knows what they could do, right? But as a credit to the Saints organization, uh, uh, on the flip side of that, um, uh, they have managed to get out of quite a few cap issues, major cap issues over the last few years. So uh, good, good on them for being able to do that. I don't know if this is going to be one they can fully get out of. We'll, it's we'll different see. this time, you know. It, it feels different, you know. You don't have Drew Brees there to sacrifice contract money. You don't have Sean Payton there to provide insight. Um, you just, it's it's not all there. Their Super Bowl window, they, like I said, they had it open for a long time. And after this past year, 
they have efficiently blown it. Okay, Tim. Yes. I have two more to talk about, then you can talk about the Cowboys. I I need to talk about the... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, my next one would actually be the Steelers one, even Kenyon Green. I All agree right. you need... I agree you need interior offensive line. But realistically, y'all are going to draft the highest quarterback. Well, see, that's kind of my thing is like, I don't know whether we take a quarterback or not. I mean, I, I know it's probably what we'll do, but for the sake of the mock draft, I'm taking what I think we should do. Um, if we can get like, if we can get a veteran quarterback not named Jimmy G, as in someone we can like a, a Jameis Winston, for example, who we can put on contract for two oh, years, maybe three years, something like that. Yeah. And keep him for a little while. Then building up an offensive line that was about as bad as it gets last year should be priority number one. I know a lot of people are going to point out the idea of you need to get a quarterback before anything else. I honestly think it's, it's better to get yourself an offensive line first if you want... If you want to protect him and not ruin a quarterback, if like two, three years in, they still don't have an offensive line to work with. You know, okay, this is the way I see it for the Steelers. I mean, I'm not a Steelers fan, right? So I don't know, like, what what are all the possibilities? But I do say, um, your defense solid, right? Secondary, there's room for improvement. Yes, D line even some, well, some parts of the D line, but your main main key on that offense is Najee Harris. And Deontay Johnson. If you can't get two of your best players the ball when necessary, you are failing as a franchise and you need to stop and get the fuck out of there. So, right now, I think Steelers' goal is build that offensive line, find a rookie quarterback talented enough, carry that franchise eventually, not now. And then find a veteran quarterback who can start and teach this guy. And that is your game plan. That's the only way to do it. There's no other way to do it. Um, also, start by getting your coordinators in place. Yeah. You know, you know the, the find the guy that, that's going to bring out the best in your offense and your defense. The fact and that don't we're hesitate. sticking with Matt Canada really irritates me. I understand his only year as offensive coordinator. You know, he had a dying Big Ben and no offensive line to work with. I understand. But if you look at the play calls they ran that were consistently not working and Matt Canada still decided to go with them, I mean, it, it, it seemed like a level of incompetence that I don't understand why we're holding on to him. At least you're not I the mean, Giants running a quarterback sneak. Or a punt on third and nine. But, I mean, if it turns out, like, if next year with a, a different situation he does better, then I'm not against giving him a second chance. But right now it just does not look good for him, in my opinion. 
And I can fully understand and I can fully get behind the idea of drafting like Malik Willis because I think he has the highest ceiling of any quarterback in this class. However, he also has the lowest floor of any quarterback in this class. So, this is... Malik Willis is going to be the Trey Lance of this draft class. He he's going to have to land in the right situation. Pittsburgh could be the right situation. No, I think it's going to be I the guy just, from Ole Miss. I forgot his name. Matt Corral is probably. I don't know if he falls to twenty. And I, I really just, I really just don't see Pittsburgh trading up. I'll just no. be honest with y'all. Matt Corral's not going to fall off when you got teams like Washington of at yeah. like 13. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm just going to, for for my mock at least for now, I'm sticking with getting offensive line. If we draft a quarterback, great. But it's the same argument I had with Najee Harris last year. If you're drafting a great player yet he has nothing to run behind, or in this case, has nothing to protect him. It's the same... It's just the same case. And, of course, Najee Harris turned out to be pretty good. But, you know... Quarterback's a different ball game. Go ahead. Last one, unless Tim wants to talk about the Cowboys getting the play doom. Um... The Cardinals getting Kyrie Elam. And I'm just looking at how many times they went mine, so, so Kyler isn't running constantly. That's understandable, but it's the same same uh, reasoning I had with the Saints. Even though, of course, the Cardinals are picking closer to the range that you that that I think they these offensive tackles should go okay. that are remaining. Mm-hmm. I should add. You have the next offensive tackle going two picks after to the Bills. Yes, because that's one of the few things that I can see the Bills improving on is to add more that's offensive that. line depth. Um, running back the big thing for me with the Cardinals is, yes, you have Byron Murphy, but you need something else. And I get you at Buda Baker, but, you know, had a bit of a uh, an awkward injury at the end of um, the wild card game. I don't think it's going to be anything significant from what I remember hearing, but still doesn't. Um, how am I trying to say this? Still doesn't uh, fix the fact that um, they don't have anything at corner outside of Byron Murphy. And you're getting a potential guy in Kyer Elam, who I had as a top corner. At the start of the year, it was Elam or Stingley for me. Elam has struggled with injuries. Same with Stingley, but Elam, I I think the big deal, Elam didn't have as great of a year while dealing with injuries. Stingley didn't really play at all, which kind of negated an injury season because nobody saw him play poorly. They just went based off 2019. Um, So I think Elam's falling more for reasons of playing through an injury. 
And I think he still has the potential to be a top three corner in the class. And when you're picking at 23 and a, a pretty clear top 10 pick at the start of this year falls down the board enough to land in your lap when you need a, a, a second cornerback, I think it's a smart decision. Plus, as we mentioned before, Teron Armstead's going to become available. You could go out and sign him. Orlando Brown Jr. is going to become available. You could go out and sign him. And then a plethora of other linemen who are becoming available. You don't necessarily have to draft one if you're the Cardinals. You could just go out and sign one. Remember, there's also the Cardinals have a good chance of losing a Chandler Jones. That's mm-hmm. also true, but I mean, and you could I, see, I, you could say maybe. Go ahead. I, I will go through. Well, go ahead and continue talking because I gotta go through and tell you who they're losing. Okay, and I mean, you could make the case, you know, Nakobe Dean at that point because Nakobe Dean could play an edge role in the NFL. And I can also understand why people would be, you know, really confused as to why I would bring N'Kobe Dean to the Cowboys. But it's more of a reason of I'm not locked on Trevor Penning, even though I have him going the next pick. Because I don't think he's an immediate starter anywhere. I think he's depth for the most part, potentially starting in a few years. Um, more of a luxury pick, in my opinion. Um, and N'Kobe Dean for the Cowboys I mean it just seems like a dream idea for me to have Micah Parsons coming off the edge and N'Kobe Dean playing a true middle linebacker or flip the role I mean that just to me would be a nasty defense to have both of them but I could understand why the Cowboys would pass or if N'Kobe Dean goes earlier and the Cowboys take an offensive lineman, it makes sense either way, to me at least. Um, actually, it makes sense to me looking at uh, Arizona's cap space. It makes sense to me that they would uh, draft a lineman. Do they not have much cap space? From what I'm looking at, they have anywhere from 800000 to about two mil. Hmm. Well, in that case, maybe they do go out and draft a tackle, but it's one of those things. You get further down the board, in my opinion, like past about the, the 15 mark, and... Everything changes depending on, of course, your draft day trades. Um, could change upon free agency, what happens there. I mean, you never know. Free agency could work out in a way to where, you know, Kenyon Green falls down to 23. Or, you know, hell, even Tyler Linderbaum somehow falls that far, even though I doubt he would. That's the thing with mock drafts before free agency, you know, bit early on in the off season, everything can change. It all depends on, you know, the senior bowl, which um, practices are starting today, 
because this should be going up on Wednesday. So they're starting today televised at least. There was practices yesterday non-televised. Um, and then, of course, the Senior Bowl will be broadcast Saturday on ESPN, I believe. So that'll be a big showing for some of these prospects. Um, then, of course, you got the Combine, uh, Pro Days. I mean, this entire board could get shifted 25 different ways by the time we get to draft night. So we'll see how it all shakes out. I mean, is there... What's the next topic we can go to? Um, we made. Did we make Super Bowl picks yet? Or we have sure. not. We've not. Um, well, we already know what Tim's is. Go Rams, Stafford. Get your ring and um, deliver a third of it to Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. <laughs> All right, uh, Johnny. I would like to go last. Google, Zaki. Okay. Uh, I'm going with the Rams uh, solely because of the fact that I'm a Steelers fan and there is no way in hell you're getting me to root for the Bengals. I I can't do it. It would go against my fandom and honestly, I'd probably go to hell (laughs) if I did that. Um, Tyler. Um, I would have to say Rams, mainly because of how garbage that Cincinnati O-line is. Yeah, like, and they, they are going to be playing against Aaron Donald and Von Miller. I don't yeah. know if they can overcome this one. They've managed to win so many and and I still believe in them to be I still believe in the Bengals to win this one over this offensive line and defeat the offensive line narrative but I you have you have the best pass rusher in the NFL and then a top five and then a very solid guy on the other edge Mm-hmm. It will definitely be a challenge for that offensive line. Go ahead, Johnny. Okay. Well, as I can see, um, uh, you three are all rooting in the opposite direction of me. I will be rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals and Super Bowl 56 simply because of Joe motherfucking Shiesty. And not just him, I get the whole narrative that you know defense wins championships you know defense is gonna destroy that Bengals O-line is it fair to say that I'm rooting for everyone in that game except for you that's that's why (laughs) that is fair (laughs) is that that fair like I want to root for everybody playing in that game except for Eli Apple pretty much (laughs) But go ahead, Eli you, Apple. Put is, us all over Twitter, please. We'd love the exposure. <laughs> I'm just so excited to see Joe Burrow play in the Super Bowl. LSU's finest. You know, this this goes down to me being a Seahawks fan and not being able to root for an NFC West team. Um, but not just simply that. I have 
a pure, root, a deep-rooted hatred with Matthew Stafford and the Rams in general. Um, <laughs> over the course of this last year, Matthew Stafford has become a villain in my eyes. I don't like him. I hate him. Uh, but I just think that I just think that Joe Burrow is gonna spark some some life into that offensive line into that team, and they're gonna be hoisting that Lombardi Trophy at the end of the night. And uh, I just think that the Bengals are gonna be able to make big plays, big moments. I mean, you saw them against the Chiefs; they were able to do so, and they're they're ready. They're as ready as you can as you can think. Yes, the Bengals offensive line is horrible, but like I said, that's why you game plan. That's why you fucking set. That's why you stunt Aaron Donald. That's why you do all that stuff. And I'm rooting for them. Uh, you will see me wearing orange and black that day. I I think that the Ram the, the Bengals will pull up the off the the upset. And uh, I'm gonna repeat it as many times as I want because that it's acceptable. And yes, the Rams, like I said, they're team loyal with all pro talent, but they're not gonna win. No chance. I get it. I I, I get it. I'm gonna get hate, but that's is my opinion. No opinion is wrong. So y'all can suck it. And I'll in the next podcast when the Bengals win. I'm gonna be I told you so and fuck you guys. Well then. And, and might I also add uh Bengals win twenty twenty eight twenty four. That's fair. Ram went, Rams win thirty one twenty eight. Oh, they you got re- one I gotta they, re- they get they get reverse McPherson. <laughs> no, McPherson's the fucking goat. Tyler? Zach, what do you think? Score? Hmm. Better yet, I have a new term. They get gayed. <sighs> that's uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with the same score as the AFC Championship game: twenty-seven, twenty-four Rams. Interesting. It's going to be a hell of a game regardless of who wins. Um, yes, Tim the Tatman already jinxed the, the Rams, so... Yeah, I know. Fucked. That's the only thing that held me up from... Picking I'm, glad, I'm glad that he did. I'm glad that he did. Uh, go Bengals! <laughs> so, so, anyway, you, so anyway, Tyler, you were going to say something before you were interrupted. <laughs> I Wait, I'm gonna have to go 34-31 Rams. Wow. All right. Ah, Tyler also thinks that the Bengals are gonna get gayed. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Truly, in my opinion, truly, in my opinion, it can go either way. I agree. Both teams are real. I would love for both teams to win because both teams have to be it. Lame. Boo. 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 You know, it's a... Okay, Matthew Stafford just there's a goddamn ring. He doesn't deserve shit, that ignorant prick. <laughs> Johnny, John, I understand anyway. he's an NFC West... Re- 
remind let me just give you this reminder the poor guy had to play in detroit for almost 10 years now let's also remind uh the listeners johnny is a seahawks fan so yes that the rams hate i understand that the rams own the seahawks over the course of the last few years i just can't stand how just because they're a fucking star-studded team that they have the, the entitlement to think that they're better. They have nothing to show over the last 10, 15 years, but star players wasting talent. That's why Todd Gurley never won a ring there. That's why they made the stupid fucking decision to draft Jared Goff number one. And that's why they're a horrible franchise and Steve Kroenke, whatever the fuck his name is, needs to sell the team and... It's a horrible franchise, and they can all suck my taint. Yikes! It really sounds like Johnny's just mad because <laughs> okay. he's all stuck this year. Let's not mm-hmm. get any further into this, please. <laughs> this will go he's on for hours. Let's not do this. the Rams for go Bengals, bitch. Okay, so before we get into I guess it would be the final topic. Can I talk about two teams for free agency? No. So, Chicago is going to be losing 30 players to free agency. The who? The Bears. Good. Good. Thank God. (laughs) You've needed to reset that team for years. Um, Hold on. Some big names. Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson, number one. Nah. Uh, let's see. Alan Robinson, Akeem Hicks, Andy Dalton, Jimmy Graham, uh, Jermaine Afidi, Tashawn Gibson, uh, Jason Peters, James Daniels, Jesse James, uh, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, oh, a whole lot of role players from what I'm hearing. Yeah. And then Akeem, who Hicks, the no, Akeem Hicks is no loss, like no big loss. He checked out by the from the Bears after last year. I remember when they tried trading for Russ, they offered Kyle Fuller, Akeem Hicks, and a bunch of picks. Seattle wasn't having it. He, They were going to release him, and they ultimately didn't because he's a veteran. So he was that, – that's that. And then the other team I wanted to talk about was Philly. Philly, Philly. They're losing only 13 players. But look what they're bringing in in the draft. Yeah. And the only ones that are even... I'll just list off all the ones because it's only 13. They're losing Jason Kelsey, Rodney McLeod, Anthony Harris, Derek Barnett, Stephen Nelson, Ryan Kerrigan, Hassan Ridgeway, Boston Scott, Alex Singleton, Greg Ward, Jason Kroon, Gennard Avery, and Nate Herbig. That's all we're losing, so much. Hmm. I mean, it's probably for the better for both teams. I mean, I get the Eagles just made the playoffs, but I mean, 
both teams need a bit of a reset. I mean, Bears more than the Eagles, obviously. Um, the Eagles have the lowest amount of players leaving. I thought you said they were the... Oh, never mind. I misheard you. No, they're, no, they're only losing 13. All oh, the rest of the teams losing over 20. Oh, never mind. I misheard what you said. Yeah, Bears had the most. I mean, either way, the Bears we know have needed a reset. Now, due to contracts, they don't have a choice. They have to. I mean, I guess technically they could sign a lot of those guys, but I highly doubt it at this point. Um, yeah. And then the Eagles, I mean, I still think they need a little bit more work to be done before they'll be in true contention. Because I'm, I'm not going to be one of those people that say like Jalen Hurts is a terrible quarterback he's not great don't get me wrong but I think I mean you saw he, he brought that team to the playoffs even though they you know got smacked he killed me in fantasy <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even fantasy that's why I think there's something there that could be you know Jalen Hurts could be a decent quarterback I don't know if he's he can be much more than that, but he could be a decent quarterback going forward. You don't have to, you know, give up on him as quick as Philly wants to, apparently. So, anyway, do we got any more topics to go over today? Well, uh, as you guys may have remembered, in our last episode... Uh, Tim brought up an, uh, a topic in which we heard multiple sides to it and uh, we picked a winner in the end and this week was my week or I've had multiple weeks to come up with a topic come up with this because we've you know failed to do it for about a month yeah, now that's not fair. I, I came up with mine in like 30 seconds and <laughs> well, if, in all fairness, I it's the same one I've had over the last. This is the same one I've had that we, you know, yeah, just I've never, I never ignored. So Tyler, basically, yeah, like you said, the premise is all three of us are going to propose an argument, uh, either for or against something, and whoever win, whoever wins, uh, I puts up the best argument uh, determined by Johnny, will win that debate, and then. Um, they get to choose the topic for next week or next podcast i won't call it next week (laughs) we've proven we can't do weekly (laughs) we can but adult life sucks pretty much don't do as much adult life listen to this closely as it may is it may split off into it, it, it might split off into different directions, okay, and that's okay. Um, I do want to ask first who will who's the who's gonna be the first to go to answer the question. We got oh, I, let's hear the topic first. Okay, okay. <laughs> when it comes to being a successful NFL franchise, which part or which level of the organization leads to a franchise's success? The coaching, the personnel, or the front office? 
so by personnel, are you meaning like the the actual the players? players, the actual okay. team? Because mm. the argument can be made that good coaching brings out the best in its player, but that's for you guys to go ahead and tell me. So, whoever wants to go first, have at it. I'll be all ears. Hmm. I got it. Mm. I'll I'm taking the front office here. I think the front office is the most important part of any franchise because if you don't have a good front office, you don't, you're never going to have a good team because you're never going to be able to bring in any talent. The front office chooses the coaching. The front office chooses the players. I know that some the coaches have a little bit of say in things like that, but it's not really that. The GM and the front office brings in high-end talent and it's their and it's then their job to hire coaches, to hire coaches who can properly coach and develop this high-end talent that they've scouted, and found. Okay. I okay. mean, I guess I'll jump on this before Tyler does. Um, I'm gonna go with coaching since that's what's available. Um, I mean, you think about it. You can. Your front office can bring in a ton of, you know, great players, great talent, but a bad coach can hinder the entire ordeal because the coach is meant to bring out the best in a player, you know, scheme around each team's strength, each individual's strength, weakness, you know, really put together a game plan that works best for each player on the roster. Um, you can bring in an all-pro lineup, and yes, a- as a group, they might be good. They might they might be you know decent with a, okay. A, an okay coach, but a great coach can turn that team into perennial Super Bowl champions, while also bringing in talent who, in most teams' eyes, are you know, not as good as the All-Pros. They're, they're average players. And turn them into top-tier talent as kind of not, not the star of the show, but as the sidekick to the star. And really provide great depth throughout the team due to the schemes that the coach provides. Okay. Okay. Very well thought out. Tyler? I guess. I'll just go with personnel then. Um. Even doing that. One. Without the personnel, you don't even have a fucking team in the first place. Um. Fair enough. I don't know. I think it would be pretty fun to watch the front office of a team go out there and try to play. I just imagine... Go out there and play receiver. <laughs> I, would, I, would play I just imagine Stephen Jones going out there and Jerry the whole time going, that's not my son. My son could throw a football better than that. Man, I would love to see <laughs> Carroll get fucking destroyed. <laughs> anyway, no, continue. Continue. Pretty good one to see James Jones get under center. 
Damn it, give me the ball. I'll play the damn quarterback spot. (laughs) Anyway, um, but that, but if you take, if you take the Lions, for example, they have good, decent to good coaching in Dan Campbell that they are still one of the worst teams in football. And it could be because of like the front office or whatever, not bringing in the talent that they need. But you do need some sort of talented, uh, a talented core players to even have a chance of being a successful franchise. Oh. Fuck, I'm tired. Oh. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is that all you gotta yeah. say? I had something, but it's gone now. <laughs> oh. Fair enough. Alright. So, is that it? Anybody wanna add on to what they've already said? I got nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm good to rest my case with that. I got nothing. Fair enough. And with that being said, after having heard everything from all three of you, I do think that Zach had one of the better arguments. Oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, it was just, you know, clear, clear cut, concise, straight to the point. And he was definitely able to, did, like, tell, like, touch up on how coaching matters and uh it all begins it all begins with who you have in that locker room to set the presence you know set the yeah. attitude and what insights they have to offer especially if they've been around long enough in the league and uh i i, I agree I, I would if i had a pick from any of the three topic or three in three choices i would also agree with the coach because remember the, the role of the coach is to de- define the vision and to develop the roster okay they provide the guidance and they they need to put in place the steps needed to create and that's that's just the way i see it you know they they need to bring out the best in their players and uh i like tim's argument was good and so was tyler's but the only thing that i felt that 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 tim could have like that tim really missed out on was that you gotta remember the front office man they they really don't interact with the players as much and i think that you need them you need somebody cheering them on and you need to make those connections to make sure that your players are in check and you know, you got to make sure that the bonds are there so you guys can be hey, successful. Belichick cheers them on very well, and he's the GM. <laughs> fucking head coach, dumbass. He doesn't. Not, he does both. Yes, but some team that <laughs> a majority of the team. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I, I, I want to do exclude including Belichick in in any in anyone if anyone included Belichick I was gonna have to call them out because I don't think that it should count. Okay. Congrats Zach, you are the winner and now I get you to come have... up with the next topic. Oh Lord. Yep. 
Congratulations, baby cakes. You know, I'd like to thank my family. I'd no, I'm not doing any of this. We need to we need to speed yeah, this yeah. up here. Speed, 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 <laughs> so, speed. No. What about <laughs> speed, speed, speed this up so I could go to bed? <laughs> so, anyway, that will be the end of another Undrafted Experts episode. Um, I figure the next time we'll be on will be after the Super Bowl. I don't see a reason to come on next week for the Senior Bowl. Um, it's um, not unless really any development, unless any developments come into unless place, crazy. yeah, unless Definitely. some wild, unbelievable thing pops up and we have to discuss it, then we might show up for a shorter episode. But that in mind, this has been the Undrafted Experts. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day.